After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Calgary Flames fans, it's time for Flames Unfiltered. Entertaining and controversial hockey talk with your host, Brad Baroud. I have watched the Flames win six in a row. Damn it, these are all replays. But you know what? It's all we got right now. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Flames Unfiltered. I'm also the show Brad Brood. Episode 52 as we roll along in the 2019-20 season, even though we're on pause right now. It is March 29th, 2020, and it has been three weeks Three long weeks since we saw the Flames play a game. It seems like a hell of a lot longer. It really does. But it is what it is. We need to get healthy. And uh, if that means uh, taking the social distancing serious, then, hey, we got to do it. This is uh, a small price to play considering what, what we could be paying. So, this time of year, I would uh, usually be excited to be balls to the wall, playoff races, and boy, the Pacific was was setting up to be so, so good this year. It's a shame. Hopefully, well, maybe. Will we get it? Will we get to see the regular season again? I have my doubts. I really do. Will we get to see the playoffs finish off? I don't know. I've heard lots of stories that they don't care they are going to finish it even if it goes into next year. I hope and pray every day we get through this. I know America and Canada are fighting strong. I hope people stay in. I hope people listen to the government officials. I hope people stay home. I hope we can cut the spread of this so we don't have as many people dying as, as they are predicting. I want to get back to hockey, but I also want to get back to life and being able to go out and not be afraid of catching things or being fearful of being around people. And I don't know. I've always kind of considered myself, a, you know, an introvert and like watching hockey myself and doing things myself. But boy, I've learned through this whole month that uh, I do like talking to people. And uh, I do like doing everyday things, like not having to worry about being healthy. You forget what's really important in life. But on this episode, we're going to try to sneak away from the whole coronavirus. We'll give you a quick update on how it affects the National Hockey League. Then we'll roll into an interview with my buddy from a clean skate podcast, a Dallas stars guy from the hockey podcast network, Michael Farley. He'll join the show. Talk a little stars, hockey, talk a little flames, hockey with him. Talk a little bit about the time off. 
And then we'll roll into a little Flames news fan question that got me thinking way back in time. Thanks for tuning in. It's time to escape reality. It's time to talk some hockey. The Hockey Podcast Network, which Flames Unfiltered is very proud to be a part of, has a great podcast called Ice Analytics. It's a deep dive into hockey analytics, statistical analysis, and how it affects your favorite team. Standings, trades, signings, it's all on Ice Analytics on the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere, the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, Flames fans, I cannot wait until I don't ever have to say the word coronavirus again. Honestly, I don't want to talk about it much on this show. I didn't talk too much with our guests later on in the show with it, and I don't want to talk too much about it now. I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. But there is some news and how it relates to the National Hockey League, and we need to talk about it. Um, Numbers are on the rise, which is not good news to start with in both Canada and the U.S. And uh, it's starting to affect even more people within the hockey world as broadcasters and executives and Colorado joins Ottawa with players having diagnosed with COVID-19. They have lunch down of two players. Boston Bruins, your owner Jeremy Jacobson is not making friends as he announces layoffs, salary reductions to 2,000 workers. And the NHL has officially announced its postponement for the 2020 Scouting Combine, NHL Awards, and NHL Draft. Those are all up in the air. Yes, we will have a draft. Probably won't have a Scouting Combine this year and probably won't have an NHL Awards show this year. But um, I don't know. Everything is so much up in the air that I don't even know what to think anymore. Last week, I had some very high hopes early in the week. I thought that we were moving through this good. Um, I thought we were getting over this quickly. Um, There were not many new, in my area, new um, cases come Monday, Tuesday, a few here and there. And I thought, hey, we are doing great. And then, boom, it hit. New York had tons of cases and is in big trouble now. Uh, We've seen a a giant spike in cases, uh, more hospitalizations, um, more worries, more fears, more closures of things. Um, Yeah, it doesn't seem like the high hopes we had earlier in the week were dashed later in the week. Um, I would be shocked if we see anything before August. Best case, I think, would be June. Worst case um, would be talking about just scrapping it and worrying about playing next season. And I can't believe I'm even saying that and the thought that we have to worry about if this will affect next season, but uh, we do. Uh, this is a scary thing, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's taken a hold of both the U.S. and Canada and the rest of the world as a whole. And Hopefully we can uh, fight through it and do our best to flatten the curve. We keep, we keep saying it every day. The NHL is seems open, though. I mean, they're going to open to starting up in August and, and carrying through and maybe even shortening next season. So I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions to what will happen with this coronavirus. Uh, we recommend everybody just stays home. Let's get through this. Let's get back to normal life. Let's not have to worry about being healthy. Let's worry about our team winning the Stanley Cup and making the playoffs. 
and who's hot and who's not. And boy, I miss talking about all those things. Man, I miss that. Inside Edge Hockey News is your source for top-notch NHL podcasts, news, and rankings. Check out InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com. InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com. Joining the show now is Michael Farley, Dallas Stars guy for the Hockey Podcast Network. And we talked to him earlier this year, and it's great to have you back on the show, Michael. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah. You know, I wish we could talk, a, you know, a Dallas Flames game, but uh, we can't. So uh, we're going to talk about kind of everything around that. And uh, I want to get your take on a few things with the the stoppage of play um, for the coronavirus. But I also want to talk to you about your Dallas Stars because this team has kind of got me puzzled. And they were losers of, was it three in a row, but really technically losers of six. I think they got a point somewhere along the way right before the break. Um, they were three, five, and two in their last 10. And this team was like nosediving out of the playoffs, like headed out. Uh, they were third in the central, but just four points from falling out of the playoffs. Winnipeg, just two points behind them. You know, does it with, does it, and I know you don't want it. I I know you didn't want the stoppage, but could this actually, if we actually get back to hockey, would this work as a positive for Dallas? Maybe. Uh, I, I think there are, there are positive ways to spin the break for everything, but I like, I've said this a few times to a few other guys. Um, but the uh the break one will help anyone who is just even a little bit banged up rest a little bit i think it will also help the whole team um relax like you said they went in in a bit of a nosedive so i think everyone was probably you know they're gripping their sticks a little tight it hasn't been a great year offensively for some of the the leaders on the team like sagan and ben so i think that if anything the break will give everyone a chance to you know maybe relax a little bit and just get back to the the right style of play that they were playing before that so i think yes it it, it probably is a blessing in disguise for the stars but i think every team is going to come out come out of this probably positively um out of the break i would i would agree with that um it's funny like dallas like 15 games ago i i i consider them just a absolute lock and then it just seemed like they were playing themselves out of a playoff spot and one of the things that uh caught my eye and you just mentioned it too is there's some similarities to calgary in this team ben and sagan you said have not been going all year well gaudreau and monahan have not been going for the flames your team was projected to be i don't know i saw them I kind of all over the board in the central, but in a very, very, very difficult central division, I saw a lot of people picking Dallas to be one or two and same with Calgary was picked one or two in the Pacific. And thus far, do you consider it kind of a, a bad year or do you consider it a good year for Dallas or where do you kind of stand on that? It's been an up and down year. Um, if I had to, you know, put a grade on the season for the stars, I'd give them a B plus, right? They're sitting in the playoffs. They've, they've played well enough to be in the playoffs. So I, I don't think I, I don't want to sound too negative and, and just been like, they've been horrible all year because they, they're in a playoff spot. They've been playing well. And there's been some really good um, players a, a, that have really stepped up this season. Um, but from a, there's definitely some things that I felt like, we shouldn't have been an issue. Um, there's just some moments where there just is a disconnect between offense and defense at times. Um, 
And then that leads to, you know, hurting the offense and hurting the defense as well. Um, so it's been an okay year. Uh, I haven't been, you know, thrilled with it, but I've definitely been pleased with the way it's going. There's definitely been, like I said, like the, the fact that Rupe Hintz and Denis Gurianov have come out of nowhere and picked up some of the slack that they haven't saved the offense by no means, but they've definitely helped out because if they weren't there, we, I don't think the stars would score any goals at all. Um, and I think it's similar in, in the Calgary too, with like without Lindholm, um, who wasn't expected to have the two years that he's had. I mean, he's really picked up the slack for Goudreau and Monaghan this year, just like Ben and Sagan. And I just feel like I see a lot of similarities in these two teams. Um, goaltending, where are you with your goaltending? Because I love your goaltending tandem. I really do. I, I, I would rate them. I would love to have them in Calgary. But where do you, where do you rate them? Uh, they're, they're some of the best in the league. Um, they are the reason that we are where we are. Uh, we play a very defensive style hockey, which is kind of different from the way the game is trending and most teams are playing nowadays. Uh, we are perfectly happy to win a game one nothing, and I think there are very few teams that are uh, that built to play that way. And ninety percent of that is goaltending. And uh, the big thing is we don't have a stellar one A. We have a stellar one A and one B. It doesn't matter who you put in. Either night, we have Bishop, who is injury prone, can split, you know, the game 60-40 with Hudobin. And no matter which one you're going to put in there, they're still going to put up over a 9-20 save percentage. Um, they're some of the best in the league, and they're like the textbook, um, I think, picture for where goaltending is heading. That less of a, a workload for your starter, you just have two good, competent, um, solid goalies that can play pretty even amount of games yeah i mean when you look at the goaltending situation that dallas had three four years ago and and look what you have now it's like holy cow we turned that around really quick and really good because hugh Dolman is to me I, I don't even consider him a backup like you said he's a he's a 1b plus i i would i would love to have him as a as a backup because <laughs> him coming in is not a not a step down any, by any means and we saw that when he was in boston and definitely carrying that on and in dallas now it is very very unlikely that the flames and stars could meet in a playoff matchup it could happen very unlikely how would you see that matchup if we got that that's an interesting one um, because, like you said, the, the, the Flames and, and the Stars definitely have similar issues with they have sometimes trouble scoring. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to come onto your podcast and, and bash the Flames and say that Oh, the stars feel would. free. We have, I have a lot <laughs> but, of guests that come I on think, and, and I, bash them. I feel like if, if I were to, you know, in a playoff series, I feel like I would give the edge to the Stars. One, because I think there's a little bit more maturity in the stars locker room, which would help a lot. I think that um, the leaders on the team, like, like Ben and Sagan and, and they've got Pavelski and Perry, I think they're a little bit more, um, I don't know, tested in, in the playoff field. So they'd be able to keep things calm. Um, and then I think I'd obviously have to give the edge to stars and goaltending. And oh, I, think, I would do. I would agree. Uh, so I, I think that would, play a huge role because if both teams are struggling to score, then it comes down to, well, okay, well, which goalie cracks first? And then my money's going to be on uh, Riddich in this case. 
<laughs> if we played Redditch, we might play Talbot, you know, you never know. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would definitely give you guys the the edge in the goaltending for sure. Um, I like. I, I would probably say that Dallas would be favored. I, I would agree with you on that. Um, I th- I don't know what Corey Perry, besides being a pain in the ass, will bring to the table anymore. Um, Joe Pavalski is. I I think it, you maybe maybe I'll disagree. Has been somewhat of a letdown this year or do you disagree mm-hmm. no i i'd agree with that um i i listen he put up 37 goals last season i wasn't setting the bar at 37 goals this season mm-hmm. um i would have said a successful campaign for pavelski this season was you know he puts in he puts up 40 45 maybe 50 points and i think that i would have called that a successful season right you put up 20, 25 goals. That's a good season for Pavelski. Now there's 12 games left. Pavelski's sitting at, I think, 15 goals right now. Uh, so I would he even crack 20? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but that's the fact that he's a, it's a stretch to hit 20 for him is definitely a letdown for me. When you think about your Dallas Stars team and, and them going into the playoffs here, what teams do you not want to play in the playoffs? I don't want to see St. Louis. St. Louis is my number one do not want to see. These stars have, uh, they've been fun games to watch uh, this season, but the Blues have um, played really well. Uh, They've blown them out a few games, sometimes at home. Uh, Definitely don't want to see the Blues at all. Um, Other than that, um, it's for the most part, I'm not, there's not like a lot of teams that scare me from the Pacific. I think there, there's teams that would be difficult, but but none that really scare me that I wouldn't want to meet other Vegas doesn't scare you at all? Uh, I think that Vegas has been kind of inconsistent this season. So I guess it depends on what Vegas we meet. Vegas definitely shown this season that they've had some chinks in their armor, maybe in their team chemistry. And then the, the switching of their head coach sort of, I feel like maybe that was a throw- goofy deal. Yeah, it sort of messed things up. Um, but the way they've been I mean, in the last 15 games scares the hell out of me. Yeah, and I think adding Leonard and um, uh, and then having Fleury already is, That's is a huge. big thing as well. Yeah, because that now they can probably rival our goaltending, which not a lot of teams can do. They could rival it. and I mean, they went from... I, I'm not going to try to pick on him here, but I've been pretty vocal about it already. But I thought Subban was quite honestly the worst backup in the league. <laughs> by I, by a mile um and then they fixed that um and brought in laner who i think is i mean he's a starting goalie on most teams so um i like vegas right now um i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and i hope john and kyle are listening from oil country but edmonton doesn't scare me terribly um I think they're a year or two away. I know. I know. Well, you didn't name him either. You weren't scared of him. You said that nobody in the Pacific scares you. There's a lot of other (laughs) factors that that I feel like the stars would be able to work around. But there's always that caveat when you're talking about the Oilers that they have Connor McDavid and you never know what he can do. If he decides to do it, he could put up six points in a game. Oh, for sure. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Um, But I feel like there are other issues with Edmonton that the stars would be able to work around and hopefully the stars would 
play a strong enough defensive game, they'd be able to sort of smother out uh, that star power. Does anything fear? Is there any fears you have about the Flames? Um, I mean, again, you guys have some players that if things click, they can get real scary. Like if Gaudreau just flips it on, it, you you're gonna have an issue. I don't know how. Um, capable Gaudreau is in the playoffs if he's <laughs> built for that kind of hockey because it's I listen I know he's a small guy and I don't want to I don't want to be like oh he's small so he's not going to be good in playoff hockey at all but I I feel like um he whines a little bit well he hasn't he shown us he hasn't shown us any playoff performance yet and right, that is so, what that is so one I, of the reasons why the core is in such question in Calgary um I think uh Kachuk could be an issue, maybe not from an actual on the ice standpoint, but if he starts to rile us up and get us under our skin, maybe throw us off our game plan. I mean, I wouldn't put him past him to, you know, fall into one of our goalies that's in quotation marks and um, uh, something like that. Uh, but I think that the, the flames could, they, they play They play a physical style game and it's one of those things. If the stars just stop scoring, then the flames can and that could be an issue. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Those that's pretty, pretty much bang on to what I was thinking too. Some of the things that scare me about the stars, um, I worry about your goaltending. I, 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 your back end doesn't scare me tremendously. I think you have some great key parts, but I think you could. I think I think in the next couple of years, your back end will will improve drastically i think you'll add some parts and i think your back end will improve um but one of the things that doesn't scare me about dallas is that you guys have had trouble scoring and which really surprises me when you look at the talent that you guys have up front and that i mean that does surprise me but that also is exactly what you said with calgary that they have the potential of waking up at any point in time which would mean four goals a game. And that, that scares the hell out of me playing the stars. Another thing that would scare me playing Dallas is that if you look back at the last 10 games against the flames, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but Calgary has had struggles with Dallas. They, they have, um, we just, for some reason tend to, to lose those games. And, uh, they're always an opponent that's very, very difficult. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about what has happened where we don't have hockey right now. Do you think, and I know no one really knows because my opinion changes on this every day, but do you think we'll see regular season hockey this year? Uh, are you meaning like this year is in regular season hockey in 2020 or regular season hockey as in well, the do you, okay, do you 1920 think season? 1920 season. God, don't don't talk about it the other way. That scares the hell out of me that we could be that this could call you. Yeah, I know. But do you think we'll see nineteen twenty regular season completion? I see. I really want to say yes. I really hope that this can all breeze over and we're playing within the next month. I really, really mm. want that to be the case. But just no from way. what I've seen on the news and um from my work, uh, I, I'm, I'm deemed an essential employee, so I'm still going into work right now. Um, uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't think so. I, I don't, I think that the regular season's over. Um, I've seen some different 
formats for what we could do. And I know some people have been saying like a 20 team round robin and stuff like that. I don't think we're going to be doing anything like that. I no. think that if we see the end of the 1920 season, it's going to be playoffs. How would you, I, and I, if I agree, if we see the end of the season, my thoughts are the whole thing gets scrapped and I don't want that. Believe me, I don't want that, but that's kind of what my gut tells me. If, I've heard a lot about a 24 team. How would you feel about that with wildcard play-ins and some buys in the first round of division winners and things like that? Would you feel like that format would do the Stanley Cup justice? No. To be honest, I I think that if, if they're going to finish the season, they just go straight into playoffs and they just do regular playoffs. Um, and they, they let it go from there. And I think that it sucks, but at least we get to finish the season. We have normal playoffs and we just say, you know what? We just played 12 less games than we normally would. And we start back normal next season. That's what I hope happens. Um, I think it would be an interesting, it'd be an interesting concept to have a bunch of teams and it'd be neat. Um, I'm someone who that doesn't like change at all. So I don't either. Uh, I'm old school. So the thought of, you know, just having to have some weird funky end of the season just sounds just not like fun to me, but, yeah. but it, it would be interesting. You're kind of, you're kind of with me though, that you don't think we'll see hockey again this year. I want to see playoffs. I want to see the season end. I don't think from a Dallas stars fan, I, I it, it sucks. Cause one, I think we'd be in the playoffs. So you get to the playoffs, anything could happen. So you're robbing all the teams that had hard work, all the players that put in all that hard work for 63 games or whatever it was. Um, you're robbing that. I'll um, like think about like the people that are like Leon Dreisaitl will put up 110 points already this season. Mm-hmm. Hasn't even, they're still missing 12 games and we're just going to scrap the whole thing. Like th- that I know. sucks I know. Um, for, from a, from a star's perspective, we signed a lot of people to one year deals because they were old. Um, all those people, even if the deals like continue, let's say, right. They are like, okay, we're going to scrap this season. So everyone that signed a contract their next season, your contract carries over something like that. If they carry over, um, you know, everyone will have been a, a year older. Pavelski's a year older on the Stars. Perry's a year older. Sekera's a year older. So, I mean, that's great that we still have them, but we signed them to a one-year deal because we didn't want them after they were that age. So I don't think it, they would ever make con- have contracts go carry over. Do you think, honestly? I mean, if they scrap the season, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay people, you know? Well, they're paying um, it. I think they're paying it either way. I mean, the last paycheck is actually coming up here next week. Yeah, I, I mean, so, this whole thing has just messed everything up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what they're gonna do. It, it's 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 so really messed up. If they point. if they came back in, let's say August one, let's say, and they okay. said we're gonna finish out the regular season and play a full playoffs, be done at the end of December with a cup awarded in like over Christmas and then January one, we're going to play a 48 game season and have a cups, this playoffs like normal in April. What would you say? So you said in August, we're finishing the last 12 games. Yep. We'll finish the last 12, play a full playoffs, be done at the end of December and then start January one, a 48 game schedule and then a full playoffs to end on time the next year. 
I think that's honestly best case scenario. I, I'm better with that. And here's why we signed up this year for an 82 game schedule and a full playoff. Well, next year, if we signed up for a 48 game season or 42 game, we know that going in, we know the rule book, I guess I'm kind of old school on that. It's like, how can you just stop now? I mean, I sure would laugh my ass off at Vancouver Canucks fans because they would fall right out of the playoffs here. They'd be out and they would be bitching up a storm. And, but I'm, um, I'm almost with them. It's like, that's not fair. You can't just, we're 12 games left. Like you can't just, you know, and some teams have played more games than other teams. So how do you, I don't know. It's a, it's a interesting scenario. And it's, I'm really, really curious to see what happens. Um, it's terrible that we're dealing with this, but um, it is going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's a good thing. At least they're not having us coming up with it because uh, uh, there's smarter people than us that are paid to, to figure it out. I, I hope that they come up with a better plan. Um, one final question for you. Um, Dallas has had their team for quite some time now as they move from Minnesota in what? 97. Something you like would that. think I should, I should know this off the top of my head, but I'm not I trying to not. test you. I'm not trying to test you here. It seems like a long time ago anyways, but yes, before I was born. Okay. Fair enough. Then I don't expect you to know that. So Dallas has had its ups and downs in Dallas with attendance and everything like that. And one of the things that scares me about this time away is that salaries are still being paid out to players. Um, how is this economically going to affect some of the teams in this league and how will it affect Dallas? Um, you know what? Dallas is pretty decent in attendance wise. Um, their owner is definitely a interesting man. I mean, if you remember, he came out and cussed out his two best players. Um, I, oh yeah. You, that was a good, uh, that was a good moment this year for the team. Huh? Um, so, so, but if anything, it shows he's passionate about the team and he pays attention to it. Yep. Yep. I'm good with that. Um, so I think that it sucks, but I think that to be honest, I don't think it'll phase him too much. Um, I mean, he, he might, you know, be a little upset considering the amount of money he has to pay people and not get hockey played. But, uh, if anything, it means the arena is going to be more packed when we come back. You yeah. know, I, I do. I think that I think I agree with you on that. I think the only problem I see coming back is that the economy, uh, people might just not have the money to pay $250 for a ticket to come back. Um, but I agree. I, I think as a society, we're not going to take things for granted. Like we were, um, we're going to make the most of every game. The excitement level is going to be through the roof to have sports back. It's going to be off the charts oh i'd i'd watch literally anything in live sports right now <laughs> if i could and um so it's going to be exciting to see that um i hope i think the biggest economic impact is going to be on the salary cap i do i don't see the cup or the cap going up at all i don't know how it could um i don't know it's scary times i hope everybody stays safe and, and healthy but uh i hope the teams can stay economically healthy too so that when we come back we can have uh the hockey that we've uh, we've grown to love. Yeah, and I mean, there's that that old saying, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Um, so I think, I mean, listen, I'm with you. At this point, give me any sports. Give me anything. I mean, they're playing the reruns of old games right now, and I'm eating them up, and I don't even care about I know. some of them. It's just get anything in here. I know. It's, been, it's crazy how, you know, at least in the off season, like, you know what's coming. 
and you can go outside and go golfing and you can go do other things and you you're you're, you're already thinking about next year and oh what are we going to do in the over the off season and what moves are we going to make and what you know so you're planning and this now we're just like uh we're just waiting and there's just no excitement and um it's uh as tough as the times are in reality world for everybody um having sports has always been kind of a an escape and now we're missing that so uh we're uh, we're doubly feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've made the joke a, a few times, but hockey is literally ninety percent of my personality. So, what am I supposed to do when it's not on? Uh, and that is that that is the truth. Uh, it's about ninety percent of what I think about during the day, but uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely uh, a little bit different thought process now. Appreciate you taking the time to join me today. It's always good having you on the show. And if we get back to hockey action, we got to get we got to get you on the show again i don't think we play dallas again this year but uh heck we're gonna have you on the show anyways because it's fun talking with you hey i, I appreciate it and uh, I'm, I'm always open at coming on and uh, chatting about hockey coolhockey.com is your number one source for authentic and customized nhl jerseys use promo code thpn and receive 25 percent off your order coolhockey.com coolhockey.com jerseys online since 99 all right, Flames fans, time for a little bit of Flames news. Not a whole lot, boy. Oof. I had to dig deep for some Flames news, but here's some things to do. So we need right now, right? We just we need things to do. We're tired of watching Netflix. We're tired of Amazon Prime. Like, what do we do? We need things. So the NHL steps up, and NHL TV is free until April 30th. You can watch archived games. Uh, it's a great gesture from the National Hockey League. Enjoy that. Take advantage of that. Um, also on Flames TV, make sure you check that out on the Calgary Flames official web page hosted by Brendan Parker. He has some great new interviews that they recently uploaded, one with Mark Giordano via Zoom, which is what we also use for our recordings. Um, and then he did another one with uh, Craig Conroy and Martin Jelena. You got to go watch those, boy. You got time. I know you do, Flames fans. Go on and watch those. Those are good. Other news in the Western Hockey League. We'll talk about this because this is close to home they made history earlier this week for the first time in its history the western hockey league has granted exceptional status to 15 year old forward connor bedard a british columbia product he received this designation from hockey canada which what does this mean this means that rather than being limited to a certain number of games as a 15 year old he'll be able to play full-time in the whl next season this is rarely done though whl has never done this the last time I remember this, and I know there's been other ones, but the one that really stands out was John Tavares. I remember that one. I remember the the talk of that. Fan question this week. Marcy McKenzie from Airdrie gave me a question. What rival opposing player has angered you the most over the years? And I thought about it. And you know who the first guy that came to mind was? Yarku Rutu, Vancouver. Damn, I hated that guy in 04. Ugh. I don't know, but there's a couple other ones that come to mind, but he kind of stands out as the most. Another one, Kevin Bieksa. He used to get under my skin a lot. I think that went away as soon as Ferland gave him the business. Boy, that helped out with that one a lot. Corey Perry's always been a guy that on a rival team that's irritated the hell out of me. Zach Cassian, yeah, I had to talk about Zach Cassian. I'm not a big Darnell Nurse fan either. No, that's for all you others fans. Hopefully some of you listen to this just to get irritated. <laughs> Matt Cook, another Canuck 
God, a lot of Canucks. I don't like a lot of Canucks. Drew Doughty of the Kings. You know, I've always thought that whole thing was overblown and kind of irritating, but uh, yeah, he's there. A couple other ones that came to mind, though. Ryan Kessler came to mind. Yep. Um, Essa Tikkanen. Essa Tikkanen was a thorn in the side of Flames players for a lot of years back in the day. and He was one that uh, I will not forget and one that comes to mind. This question really got me thinking because we got all the time in the world to think right now. Um, I don't know. I guess my number one, I think my number one, I don't know why Yarko Rutu just comes to mind. I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. A lot of guys irritate me, you know, Brad Marchant and all them, but they're not on my rival teams. Boy, if we were playing in a series against Brad Marchant, I'd hate that guy. I hate him now. I'd really hate him. Oh, man, would I hate him. But you know what? Who has the potential to be the guys you really hate this year? Edmonton, you got Cassian. Vancouver, you know, you got a couple guys there that would just be really easy to hate, I think. Um, every team's got them, you know. And when you get into a playoff series, it does not take long. You learn quickly who you hate. Inside Edge Hockey News is your source for top-notch NHL podcasts, news, and rankings. Check out InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com. InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com. All right, time to wrap up the show. We appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. It's difficult during this time. It's a, it's a difficult time. And check out our show every Monday morning on the Hockey Podcast Network. You can also check it out on flamesunfiltered.com. This is our little escape. We can think about our team. We can talk about our team. That doesn't mean we're not paying attention to what's going on in the world. There's a lot of sadly, sadness now, a lot of loneliness. It's a time of need and we need each other we need our family we need our friends but it's crazy because we can't connect we have to stay at a distance it's a real weird and it's an uncertain time please pray please be very 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 positive lift the spirits of others people are worried about finances people are worried about health stay healthy please stay healthy and if you don't know like hockey's a big part of all of our lives, but it's really, really been a wake-up call for me on how important our health is. Stay positive. Keep thinking positive things. And you know what? On the way out today, we need one of these. Get connected. Flames Unfiltered can be found on Twitter at Flame Unfiltered. And also make sure you check out our Facebook page at Flames Unfiltered. Check out host Brad Brood on Twitter at Brad Brood. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find Flames Unfiltered on all the major podcast players. Consider subscribing to the Inside Edge Hockey News on Patreon. That'll get you exclusive content and much more. Thanks again and enjoy the hockey. Thanks for tuning in to Flames Unfiltered. Check back for more action-packed Calgary Flames talk.
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This has been a production of Inside Edge Hockey News Radio, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This production is copyrighted and distributed by the Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.